Alright, so I... <clears throat> Alright, that's quite enough! <clears throat> First of all, thanks to each and every one of you for being here tonight. It's been uh, three years since Grizzle and Orland first set foot into this fine tavern, the Pampered Cow, and since then... Oh, go on then already. We all know where we are, Scribbler. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, well... Three years ago today was the most incredible, surprising, and tragic day of my young life. There were so many surprises, in fact, that they seemed almost mundane compared to some of the smallest, seemingly inconsequential details. Like any morning that year, I awoke to find a golden songbird perched in my window. Good morning again, little bird. It's uh, good to see you. I suppose you're hungry, aren't you? Yes. Well, I've still got some thistle seeds from Kitzel's hunt last week. Hmm, let me find them. Ah, here we are. These are for you. Well, it looks like Kitzel never returned last night. Can't say I blame her after that debacle in the tavern. The guards did come knocking, after all. I just hope she's all right. Perhaps I should go find her? She probably just slept at the lodge, but uh, still. Hmm. But I do need to be at the council hall soon. Elder Marta said she wants me to keep her notes today, and that's an opportunity that I uh, simply can't miss. Yes, you're always quite helpful, little bird. Thanks for listening. Elder Flint, now that we've settled the tavern affair, one last thing before we adjourn. I have villagers coming to me at every hour of the day complaining about your guard patrols. Well, they keep us safe. They provide... Of course, of course. But can't they keep us safe quietly? If I hear one more villager complain about their neighbor receiving a lashing in the middle of the night... You tell me daytime beatings are too conspicuous, so I tell my guards to do their work at night. Now you tell me it's disturbing some layabout slumber. We all do our part to keep our village productive and safe, but Wood's woes... Must your own work infringe so drastically upon the work of the other elders? Oh, what next? Sensitivity Ancestors training? Downgrading from the trenches? Here, here, there will be order in this hall. Elder Marta, you are correct. It is best when our work complements one another. So far, we have all found marvelous new wealth in our little town. Elder Flint... As we benefit from these industrious rubes, let us not give them a reason to doubt our benevolence. Let the guards administer justice away from prying ears. What about that old ruin outside the hedge? Why, yes, that could work well for our purposes. Elder Marta, is this agreeable? What happens outside the hedge is no concern of mine. 
So we are agreed. Let us remember, fellows. What's good for the council is good for Hunter's Bay. So So say we all. And so we adjourn. How time that runs stop. Elder Marta, if if you have a moment. Uh, Hans, lots to do. Go talk to the Dark Master's daughter and figure out when her father plans to give me an account to the shipment of Bastion in the Grove. After all, I want a full tabulation of the notes and decrees from this meeting. And then, of course, you'll need to bring me my suppers. Certainly, Elder Marta. Uh, But uh, before I go, I I just wanted to mention... What is it now? Have I not given you enough to do? No, it's not that. It's just you said you would consider bringing up the rationing problem during the meeting, and uh... And I did consider it, to be sure. But you know how these meetings go. Every elder has an axe to grind. Only the direst problems make their way to the chamber floor. Yes, of course, Elder Marta. The Council has much work to do, and it is all very important to the well-being. And yet you stand here asking about what didn't make it into the stew pot. I'm sorry, Elder Marta. You are, of course... Correct. It's just that the villagers have grown more concerned lately, Hans, and I... none of the other scribes are worried about village morale. I suppose your sister has been blowing it all out of proportion as usual? Was this before or after she started that fight in the tavern yesterday, hmm? Before or after she assaulted the guard captain? Well, I'm very sorry about what happened. What seems to elude you, young Hans, is the precarious situation your sister creates for you here in the council hall. Kitzel is a firebrand, and she grows redder every day. I know you care for your sister, but... Certainly, Elder Marta. The ancestors hate an interrupter, boy. Sorry, Elder Marta. I know you care for your sister. And the ancestors know I am loath to drive a wedge between family members. But things are getting ridiculous. Day in and day out, you see the challenges set before us. You see the promising road before you. It's time to begin your journey in earnest. Forgive me, Elder Marta, but I'm not sure what you mean. I'm sorry, Hans, but your sister's rabble-rousing has forced our hand. She simply must be brought in for judgment. And if you want to continue to help with the work we do here in the Council Hall, you must consider cutting the sickly branches from your family's tree. But Elder Marta... I'm sure it's not the news you wanted to hear, my boy. A thousand pardons for my interruption, but please, consider mercy. Kitzel doesn't see the challenges we face here in the Council Hall, or, or, or the good we do for the village. She's a good hunter, but she has no vision beyond the quarry just in front of her. You may be right, Hans, but justice must be served all the same. She's assaulted the captain of the guard. But, Elder Marta, she's my only kin. What? What if she turns herself in? The wisdom of the Elder King has shown us that repentant hearts are capable of change, and changed hearts are capable of greatness. If I can convince Kitzel to see reason, I I, I am certain she will repent her rash actions. My young scribe, I admire your faith, but I fear it is misplaced. You've watched as Kitzel and her hunter friends flaunt the laws of our village. Yes, I know about their petty smuggling, and I know you've turned a blind eye. Elder Marta, I'm so sorry. 
please. I'm telling you this because I believe you have the strength within you to resist this wave of dissent. Your sister does not. If you bring her to us, your crimes can be overlooked. I understand, Elder Marta. I will do what is best for the village. I only hope you will consider mercy. I will consider it, young Hans. But she must submit to our authority before sundown. Or else I cannot say what may befall. Thank you for your wisdom, Elder Marta. I won't let you down. She won't either. You'd better hurry, Hans. It's already mid-afternoon, and your other duties can't wait on the feeble hopes of your sister's morality. Run along. You might think I'd have been crushed by the weight of my task. To turn my sister over to what seemed like dire punishment? As it turned out, I felt nothing. Ah, oh, but poor kids. Oh, uh, sorry. Here I am, running my mouth after all that windbaggery earlier. It's quite all right, Orland. As I said, you'd think I was crushed by Elder Marta's command, but I felt nothing. Not yet. And not for any reason I understood, because, in truth, I felt nothing at all. Kitzel? Kitzel? Ugh. How could she put me in this situation? How many times do I have to stick my neck out for her? Hans! Ah! Where have you been? Well, you saw how the guards didn't agree with me about the guard captain needing a black eye. So I've been laying low, on the lamb with real errands. This is no time for silly dreams, Kitzel. Uh, you really smashed the hornet's nest this time. Would you like to know what I've been through while you were out doing the ancestors knows what with those strangers? Funny thing about that, uh, we need to go to the Hunter's Lodge. No, we need to go to the council hall and you need to beg forgiveness from the council. What are you talking about? You broke the guard captain's jaw. The figurehead of their authority, they're furious. For socking that dole? It wasn't even with my full weight behind it. Besides, everybody's saying he had it coming. And these rumors. Always you come to me with tales of woe from the village. Why don't any of the other scribes hear these stories? Are you really the only woman in Hunter's Bay to see the village underbelly? Brother, come with me to the lodge. I can show you how upset everyone is. Of course it's the hunters who are complaining. All they ever do is push back against the council, All and they we... do is risk their necks on the hunt with next to nothing to show for it. The council keeps the rest of the villagers spread out enough to get away with all the suffering they cause, but we hunters can see from the outside. We know what they're up to. No one else has a problem with the council! Those rabble-rousers at the lodge are lying to you, kits. They don't hear the gripes of the people because none of them want to risk a beating from the guards. And none of the other scribes talk about this because you're the only one who deigns to listen to us. The others are too busy fighting each other for the council's table scraps. Kitzel, it doesn't matter what the hunters are telling you. The council is tired of all this nonsense and yesterday you forced their hand. I think they mean to make you an outlaw. And you... What did you tell them about that notion? I begged for their mercy. I fell to my knees for your sake. 
If it weren't for me, you'd probably be headed for the axe block. Look, Hans, I'm sorry he had to beg on account of me, but you can't think I'd ever settle for outlawry. That's just death out on the road instead of the axe block. And why? Because I stopped some high mighty bully from whipping my brother? If that's justice to the council, then the council's lost touch with the ancestors. <laughs> what are you even saying? I'm saying that the Elder King already told us what to do when the powerful lose sight of his wisdom. My way provides for lots of folks, but there's always others at the way's margin what slip through the cracks. Well, that's a far cry from the poetry of the Elder it's King. It's the spirit of the thing, and you know it. Look around at Hunter's Bay, brother. I'm hiding away scraps from the forest so we don't starve on the council's grain rations. Folks who complain or fall behind because they're hungry get a visit from the guard captain and his goons. We bring in all kinds of game, furs, forage, you name it, the hunters bring it in, and the dockers ship it out. This place might as well be a silver mine, but we're still waiting on the riches promised to Mom and Pa while the council's bellies haven't grumbled once in nine years. Why's it gotta be this way, eh, brother? Why's the council get to sit comfy in the hall while the rest of us are thralled like pagans? Because the council does more than you're willing to see. Sitting comfy? Really? Do you think so little of what I do to keep the village productive and safe? Well, I've got a tale for you, Kitzel. Once there was an impetuous young hunter. Perhaps no one in her village could skin a deer as fast as her, but she thought that meant she understood how to run the whole place. Never mind that she had no idea about taxes, shipping rates, or storing away coin for thicket days. She heard some layabouts grumbling about a few lean months, and suddenly she knew just what to do. I'm sorry, Kitzel, but real life doesn't work out like the tales. You don't know what you're saying, you don't know what the council does for us, and if you don't wake up soon, there is nothing I can do to protect you. Hans, I know you're proud of the work you do in the council hall. I know you want what's best for the rest of us. But you've got to understand the rest of us can't go on like this. The council's lost the way, and we need to band together to tell them we're tired of suffering while all our hard work goes downriver. And if they don't want to listen, well, we've got errands now. And the hunters can come up with a plan to get us, all of us, what we're owed. That's why I want you to come to the Lodge. We've got to sort things out, and I want your voice in the mix. You can't say a word of this to the Hunters, Kitzel. It's treason. The Council would never forgive you, and I can't bear to lose my sister. Please, I beg you, tell me you won't do this thing. Well, I said it all to the Hunters last night, brother. What? Think, Hans. I defended my own brother from a beating he didn't deserve. And the council wants me dead for it? We're stuck in the thicket days, whether you want to see it or not. We're lost out here with no road to guide us. But I know the villagers, you know the council, and the errands know how to make things change. Standing with folks at the way's margin is the whole point of the errands call. There's no road until we pave it, brother. And look... We are all the anchor shrines we'll need. I, you can't mean this. All our work undone. Kitzel, please, just wait for the council to do what's right. Wait? We can't wait any longer, Hans. They want to outlaw me, or worse. No! 
you don't understand. They're... The, the, the council is good, and we, we... We need to trust them. We need to wait and watch. It's too close to dark. The Blackwood's too dangerous right now. Dangers everywhere. I need to watch. I need to find a vantage. Hans, no! I fled. Against all sense, I ran from my home, from my kin, from the very hedge that keeps us all safe from the Blackwood's wiles. Little did I recognize the thicket of the mind in which I was lost, and little longer would I have lived if not for the valiant efforts of my sister, Kitzel Trueheart, to whom I dedicate this tale and raise this toast. Yeah. Here's to Kitzel, who braved the Blackwood in the dying light to find her brother and bring him back from the brink of the thicket. Here's to Kitzel. May we one day learn of her deeds, and may they show us the path of wisdom and valor. Thank you for listening to The Tale of Hunter's Bay, an original audio drama set in the Blackwood and produced by the Mythic Gazetteer, your guide to bright new worlds. Episode 3, The Clerk's Tale, was written by Alex Goodman and Eli Kurtz and features the voice talent of Kate Booth, Elise Dawson, Alex Goodman, and Arnie Parrott, with supporting voices from Shelby Garrett, Eli Kurtz, and Jeff Newman. Our theme song is composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. He can be reached at atptunes.com. Additional sound effects and music are sourced from Soundly. Find out more at getsoundly.com. Special thanks to Misdirected Mark Productions for broadcasting our tale. To tell your own tales in the Blackwood, download a playtest copy of Errant Deeds, Tall Tales in the Blackwood, on drivethroughrpg.com or on itch.io. Now, go forth, Errants, and walk the way's margin for yourselves. Thank you.